You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome in to episode number 111 of Babes on Broad. I'm Jesse Taylor, one of your hosts, and I'm riding solo this week while Sam's still out on maternity leave, spending as much time as humanly possible with adorable little baby Marlo. As much as I miss Sam and wish she was here with me, I would not want her anywhere else other than just taking some time for herself, for her family, for her baby. She'll be back soon enough. I told her like whenever she's feeling good enough to come back, of course, I can't wait to have her back, but also don't want her to rush, want her to take some time. I told you, she tried to tell me that she was not going to take any time at all. And I was like, no, please don't do that. It is not that serious, much rather you spend some time. But I do wish she would be here with me to talk about two games, one that happened a week and a half ago, one that is upcoming this week. And now I know it's kind of gone by the wayside at this point. We've moved on from the, you know, the win over Dallas and, you know, we've moved on from the game going to touch on that at a few different points, just to, to recap a little bit, to lead us into the matchup this week against the, against the chiefs Monday night football, the keys to success there. And then we'll check in on, you know, around the NFL, some things that are going on because the NFL is in a, I think a weird spot right now. Um, a lot of teams are, are not necessarily where I expected them to be. Most people expected them to be. Um, it's really, you know, the Eagles still have the best record in in the NFL, but it still feels almost like, you know, beyond that, it's still very up in the air. You know, the Eagles have the best record. The Chiefs are, you know, the the second best record in the NFL. But beyond those two teams, it's really interesting on every level, you know, there's, there's, you know, kind of the teams that are the the best of the best. Then there's the group of teams that I think are, you know, not as good as people were thinking they would be, but are, you know, but are there sort of at the upper echelon. Then there's the, the sort of mid tier that, you know, we'll see what happens. There's a group of teams that are still in the hunt for a playoff spot that, you know, no one really saw 
potentially being there. And then there's, you know, the teams that are just the disappointment teams. And some of them were to be expected. Some of them were really surprising. So we'll get into it. But before we get there, going to to recap a little bit, um, just, you know, where the Eagles are today, recording this Wednesday afternoon. So beat the Cowboys, final score, 28 to 23. Um, You know, the defense looked terrible. They did. Um, You know, it was a truly terrible game. Um, you know, they did, they made enough plays to win. Obviously Brandon Graham comes in and, and, you know, makes what could be arguably one of the biggest plays of the game and, you know, chasing Jack Prescott out of bounds on that two point conversion, which gives them a little bit, um, you know, more leeway at the end of the game situation, there, potentially being able to kick the field goal to tie the game and go into overtime, as opposed to having this, having to score, um, to actually win the game or having a score a touchdown rather, um, you know, We'll, we'll get into the defense, um, you know, just kind of briefly, you know, I, I thought James Bradbury looked bad and, you know, Shane actually said it, I think, um, you know, on the post game show before my, my feed cut out there, my internet connection went as we were leaving the game. Um, you know, he, he's playing this year more like the guy that the giants were okay cutting um, than the guy that, that we had on the team last year. And it's unfortunate because I think, you know, he, he still can be, you know, obviously we saw it last year, he can play to that caliber, but he has been pretty disappointing throughout the season. So hopefully we can turn that around, you know, back half here, getting some key guys back from injuries, especially as it relates to the secondary, being able to activate Justin Evans off IR, Um, you know, assuming all goes well this week in practice, he does have the ability to play on Sunday and he was playing well Um, aside from, you know, game one against the the Patriots. He, he was playing well other than that, a couple pass deflections, a couple forced fumbles. Um, Darius Slay had bad moments as well. Uh, You know, it was better when when he was out there on cd lamb but still not great and then as it related to cd lamb you know they had no answers for that guy especially when he was coming out of the slot so they especially against cd lamb looked particularly terrible um cd what was it you know just shy of of 200 yards um you know not a bad day for him by by any means but you know the defense did not look great um hopefully they'll be able to get a little bit more healthy Um, and, and, you know, obviously they've got their work cut out for them with, you know, Patrick Mahomes and, and guys like Travis Kelsey and some of their other weapons coming up here. So, um, offensively, the Eagles looked really good aside from the end of game situation. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts played another really, really sound game, uh, 207 yards and two touchdowns, then another 36 on the ground and another touchdown on the ground. Um, you know, with a messy game was a messy game with penalties on, on both sides of the football. Honestly, um, you know, I think the Cowboys were technically called for more penalties, but the Eagles were penalized for more yards. Um, and I think it was like an, an eight penalties for versus nine penalties or nine versus 10 or or something similar. It was a very evenly called game. It was messy on both sides. Cowboys fans will make you think otherwise and and whine and cry and probably still are, even though they played another game since then. But, um, you know, the Eagles ended up making more plays when, when they needed to, um, you know, the fourth down stand where, where Ferguson's knee was down, huge play by by Reed Blankenship there. Obviously, Brandon Graham, as we mentioned, getting, you know, Dak Prescott to, to run out of bounds short on that two-point conversion. Um, both things really crucial plays in the game. And, um, you know, then the Cowboys kind of you know, do do what they do best, I guess. And, you know, in, in crucial game and late game situations, they get all the way down the field with penalties after the Eagles 
completely botch a late game situation. The mismanagement of that sort of four minute drill was absolutely horrific by the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, the decisions that they made and, and being able to give that ball back to the Dallas Cowboys when the defense had not been able to stop them for the duration of the second half was, was just a bad bad situation for them to be in but um you know defensive pass interference Bradbury gets hurt on that play has to go out um the roughing the passer call on the Eagles Darius Slay gets hurt so at one point you're down both of your corners not on the field in a you know a, a final try to be heroic Dak Prescott situation um then they call encroachment on Jalen Carter so they get all the way the Cowboys get all the way down to first and five at the Eagles six you're looking at that thinking oh my god there's no way in hell the Eagles get out of this mess but, you know, Cowboys going to Cowboy, Dak's going to Dak. The Cowboys false start. Then Dak Prescott is sacked for a loss of 11 yards. They throw an incomplete pass, then take a delay of game penalty. So they get from first and five at the six to third and 26 on the 27th. And then you show, throw short of the goal line with five seconds left. I don't understand that. I will never understand it. And then CeeDee Lamb fumbled. So it is what it is. The Eagles won that game. The Eagles got to go into the bye with another win, 8-1, and one, best record in the NFL. Bye could not have come at a better time for some of these players and, and in terms of injuries. Um, you know, there was the, the moment right before the half where Jalen Hurts got hit and he was down for a while and sort of limped off the field and Marcus Mariota comes out to start throwing some practice passes and Jalen Hurts is able to come out and, and end up finishing the half, came back out on the field after and, you know, absolutely bald. Um, his knee is concerning. And... I know Sam and I had talked about it on here. I believe Rachelle and I talked about it on, on here. And just to you know, sort of reiterate the same thing again, um, you know, he, he is such a crucial piece of, of what they do. And it's not a, a plug and play situation. Obviously, you know, the Eagles are going to tell you that they feel confident in Marcus and, you know, it's why he's the backup quarterback. If something, God forbid, were to happen to Jalen. However, you know, the Eagles are successful at what they do and are so successful because of the athlete that Jalen Hurts is. Um, it's what, a, you know, their, their game, the style of RPO, their play action that they run, the threats that Jalen Hurts poses as a runner and a passer and the running backs that the Eagles have in tandem with that are what allow a very basic vanilla offense to be so good because of the players that they have. And Jalen Hurts is at the crux of that. Um, it's concerning if he's not 100%. Now, he is the kind of person that, you know, he still is able to, you know, get the yards where he needs, do whatever is necessary for the birds. Um, but you obviously wonder, you know, what kind of what kind of hit is he going to have to take for that to really impact further. Um, and, you know, he he mentioned it's not something that happened while he was running. Everybody always wants to talk about that. It didn't happen while he was running, happened while he was in the pocket. Um, Reaggravated it a couple weeks ago. And, you know, obviously now is a little, it, it, it's concerning. So hopefully he was able to get some rest and, and this was, was really good for him here. Other injuries, most notably, I guess, is the, the Dallas Goddard injury. 
Um, you know, apparently the Cowboys weren't aware that WrestleMania isn't until April at Lincoln Financial Field. And this isn't the WWE. This is, in fact, the NFL um, with the way that he he twisted and, and dragged Dallas Goddard down by that arm. So Dallas Goddard has a fracture in that arm. Um, had surgery. Going to be back in a few weeks. Um, you know, we'll be able to be back this season, which is great. Could potentially be back for the game in Dallas towards the end of the season, which could be very interesting. But uh, I think the Eagles have a little bit of a question mark there at that that tight end position now. Um, based on, you know, sort of the depth that they have, obviously they place a lot in Dallas Goddard. And, you know, what he does is a, a big part of, of their team. Um, you know, you, you look at the depth that they have and, you know, something like Grant Calcaterra had a lot of concussion history in college. It's why he essentially retired from football, came out of retirement to get drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, but now he's out again with a concussion. And you wonder what, you know, is that worth this? This could be a career ender for him. Essentially he could decide, you know, this is not worth it. Um, which is very, very real. So, you know, their options at, at tight end are extremely limited. Really, t- tight end depth is a concern. Is a concern here and is a concern going forward. Um, he, obviously, he, he was ruled out of the game against Dallas. He didn't play in that game. He got the concussion before that. But, you know, it's a concern going forward. You're not sure, sure what you have there. How does that change what the Eagles are going to do offensively? Um, you know, Aside from from that injury, those you know injuries and how it relates to the tight end position, you know Cam Cam Jurgens is probably going to be able to come back this week. We mentioned Justin Evans, so Bradley Roby, some guys getting healthy that are hopefully going to really really be a benefit to the Philadelphia Eagles as they as they think about going into this week um, against the Kansas City Chiefs. So now that we fully recapped that you know kind of game, you know top takeaways, I, I would say. You know, again, another ugly win, but finding a way to win. I don't care how ugly the wins are, just win the games. It doesn't matter, you know, who plays the prettiest game during the week. It's about who wins. Similarly, with people who want to talk about how many yards C.D. Lamb had or the game that Dak Prescott had, X, Y, Z. I don't care how many yards a quarterback throws for. I don't care how many receiving yards a receiver has. The, the the outcome of the game is not who who has the receiver with the most yards or whose quarterback throws for the most yards. The winner of the game is who has more points at the end when the clock hits zero. I don't care about yards. I don't care about anything else. I want the Eagles to win. And I don't care if it's I, I, I if they play a pretty game and they lose. I don't really I don't really give a crap about how pretty the game was. I want them to win football games. So another, you know, not so great game on the defensive side of the ball found a way to win. That's what's important to me. So biggest takeaway, found a way to win, going into the bye, able to get a little bit healthy, obviously a little bit of a concern at the tight end position. Um, those are those are a couple takeaways there. I am not in the business of you know, whining and complaining about the, all the things the Eagles you know, did wrong because they still found a way to win and Cowboys fans cry enough for everybody. So with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, i uh, going to talk about the matchup this week versus the Kansas City Chiefs. You are listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back in. So before we went on break, um, we recapped how the Eagles played against the Dallas Cowboys. Now going to get into it. The Super Bowl rematch of this week. Um, I don't know about anybody else, but I am an absolute religious listener of the New Heights podcast. Jason and Travis Kelsey, I weirdly, I'm, I'm going to admit this here. I probably shouldn't, but I will. I, Sam and I do this podcast every week. We love doing this show. This is our sixth year. Six? That can't be right. It has to be five. 19, 20, 21, 22. This is our fifth year. Thank you. Fifth year. Math is hard. This is our fifth year doing the show. 111 episodes. We love doing this show and it, it brings us so much joy being able to talk sports, which is one of our favorite things in the world with, you know, our, she's one of my best friends being able to talk sports, talk about the birds with my best friend. Can't put a price on it. Right. I am not a fan of listening to podcasts. I don't know what it is. I have only ever listened back to Babes on Broad. Well, one, I don't like hearing my, my own voice. I appreciate that other people do, but I can't listen to my own voice. Um, I only listen back when I cut things and make videos for us and, and that kind of stuff. Um, it's probably not great. I should listen to it, but I just, I can't. I'm just not a huge fan of listening to people talk. I don't know what it is. I can't do it. I, however religiously will listen to Jason and Travis Kelsey religiously. I don't care. I love those two. It pains me that Travis Kelsey and the Kansas city chiefs beat the Eagles in the super bowl because I love Travis Kelsey. I don't really have a problem with the Kansas city chiefs. I really like watching Patrick Mahomes play. Obviously Andy Reid holds a special place in my heart. Um, it is what it is, right? So but, and obviously Jason's an Eagle, all-time Eagle. He will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is every, anything and everything to any Philadelphia sports fan. Listening to that podcast is so much fun. Um, they are called, my point of all this is, um, they're calling it the family reunion game because it was the Kelsey Bowl for the Super Bowl. This is the family reunion game. And uh, to anybody with a question about it, no, it is not a revenge game. Not a revenge game. The Chiefs still won the Super Bowl. If the Eagles win this game on Monday night, it doesn't matter. It's not revenge. The Chiefs still won the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is more important than a game on November 20th, week 10. Okay? Whatever. But it is a Super Bowl rematch. Should be a good game. Um, offensively for the Kansas City Chiefs, they have struggled at times. Um, honestly, very similar to the, the struggles that the Eagles have had. 
to be completely honest with you. Um, they've had a lot of trouble in the red zone. They've completely stalled out at times, um, had some turnover issues. Patrick Mahomes is turning the football over at a little bit higher rate than we're typically used to with Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, they played the Miami Dolphins in Germany before their bye, which was the same week as the Eagles bye. Um, if you don't know that, you live under a rock based on all the videos of Travis Kelsey. Um, and we'll talk about that later. Um, but, you know, they they won that game 21-14 scored their 14 points in the first half. Um, offense completely stalled out in the second half of that game. And the Kansas City, or uh, the Miami Dolphins got back into the game. Um, Chiefs were able to pull off the win with a, you know, fumble recovery, scoop and score. So, you know, their their offense has been stifled at times. Um, Travis Kelsey will no longer be sharing when uh, and if Taylor Swift will be in attendance or not. I know you're just as sick of hearing about this as I am. Um, but it does make a difference because this man is averaging a ridiculous amount of yards when she is in attendance versus when she's not. Um, so for what it's worth, he is not sharing it any longer because apparently it screws up the Vegas betting odds for people based on the discrepancy and how well he plays when she is there or not. Um, but for what it's worth, her tour schedule, and to put this out there, I, I, have no problem with Taylor Swift as a human. I, I'm really, I don't get the draw. I don't get the like spending all the money on all of the tickets. Like, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm not going to pretend to understand it. If that is your cup of tea, more power to you. My brother's girlfriend, um, I sat and cried when she was in Philly because she couldn't get tickets. I don't get it. It's, but you know what? If it's your, if you like it, go for it. More power to you. But she performs Sunday the 19th in Rio and doesn't perform again until Friday. So for what it's worth, she could be there. Now, as a self-professed Eagles fan, it will be disappointing, I will say, if she shows up in Kansas City Chiefs drip. Now, Minimum must be the Donna Kelsey special half and half jersey. That would be ideal. Or Eagles stuff. I don't care who you are. Me, if that were me, it is, one. if that were me in that situation, and I'm dating Travis Kelsey, but I'm a lifelong Eagles fan, that is 100% screw you and your team, go birds. I don't care who it is. Okay. I don't care forever and always that will always, that, that is just me as a person. And I feel as though most Eagles fans would agree because our diehard support of our team runs so deeply, but in terms of containing Travis Kelsey, she could be there. Do with that what you will. Um, in terms of real football situations, um, mentioned, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is turning the ball over a little bit more than, than we're typically used to. Um, they are currently totaling 1.1 interceptions per game so far this season, which is 28th in the NFL, um, which means there are only four teams that are doing worse than that. So 
um, you know, they have the ability to, to generate some turnovers here and, and, you know, hopefully the Eagles defense can take advantage of that. Um, you know, their defense, and again, thankful, thanks to religiously listening to the new Heights podcast, um, you know, Travis has been absolutely raving about the Kansas city defense all season long, especially as it related to their offensive struggles, the defense keeping them in games and things like that. Um, you know, he's played on teams with guys like Justin Houston, Tamba Hali, uh, Dontari Poe, Eric Berry, um, and you know, more studs as well. He's played on some really good Kansas City defenses, played on teams with really good defenses. Um, he has said this is the best defense that he has ever played on a team with. Now, the Dolphins are a really good defense, too, and the Eagles still manage to score. But they are going to Kansas City. They're not playing at home. The Eagles obviously do a really good job on the road as well. Um, they have a really you know, high rate of turning those, you know, some, some away games into home games. I do not believe that Kansas City is one of those places that they can, they can do that effectively. Um, Kansas City is another really big, fat, passionate fan base. So making in terms of making that a home game, not not so much. Um, so offensively, you know, for the Eagles, they are totaling about 0.9 interceptions thrown per game, which is 20th in the NFL. Um, and again, against a really good defense, who knows what what could be possible there. So it's going to be a really interesting matchup. I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, a lot of these primetime games lately have been horrific. Um, a la Chicago Bears and Carolina Panthers. I only turned that game on to watch Jason Kelsey uh, pregame and in the booth with Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. I could not bring myself to watch this week's Sunday night game of the uh, Raiders and the Jets. Just bad. So bad. And I don't even remember who the Monday night game was. It's not even going to come to me. I think it was supposed to be another one that, oh, the Bills played. Who the hell the Bills? Oh, the Broncos. Horrific, horrific football game. The Bills are not a very good football team right now. They are five and five and playing like garbage. Um, and Josh Allen is playing like garbage. And Trevon Diggs, who is recovering from a torn ACL, is having his fun on the Twitter machine uh, talking about getting his brother out of there. So that's exciting. But we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Just kind of some things going on around the NFL. But the key, I'm just glad, you know, glad a primetime game is actually going to be a competitive game, a good matchup, two exciting offenses, two good defenses. Um, you know, it, it should be a good, a fun matchup here. Um, Jason Kelsey has never beat Andy Reid, so now would be a great time to do that. Um, if they do get an actual Super Bowl rematch, that would be a better time to do that. Um but I digress, getting ahead of ourselves here. Um, mainly my, my biggest keys to success for the Philadelphia Eagles here is, is step one, they need to figure out an answer for Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, he's going to eat them alive, especially if our linebackers are, are forced to be out there in coverage. They let some tight ends get out in space and, and have some really good games. TJ Hawkinson, Jake Ferguson, whose name, you know, most people really didn't know before he torched them for a couple, uh, couple big, big, uh, completions and a touchdown against the Cowboys. Um, Logan Thomas had a couple as well. And, and none of those three are Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey just became, you know, the all time leading receiver for the Kansas city chiefs. Um, which is pretty good. Uh, so, you know, it, it, 
he's going to have to be a focus of this defense and figuring out what, what they can do to, to limit him and, and what he can do. Um, obviously getting Bradley Roby and Justin Evans back will be really helpful there for that situation. But, um, you know, the Eagles defense is going to have their work cut out for them. Obviously, you know, someone like Isaiah Pacheco is a really dynamic runner as well. Um, and you know, they've got other, other weapons that, that can hurt you. So, you know, and, and Patrick Mahomes is all time. So, uh, you know, the Eagles defense has their work cut out for them, but if they can figure out a way to to limit Travis Kelsey's effectiveness um, and, you know, stand up that run defense fairly well and, and generate some turnovers, they should be be in a good position. Offensively, they need to take care of the football. Um, likewise, trying to generate turnovers, as I said, but but taking care of the football is is going to be huge for them. Uh, this Kansas City defense is is really generating turnovers, obviously, um, you know, doing doing a really good job of of stifling you know, electric offenses, again, similar to, you know, the Miami Dolphins, similar to the Eagles were able to do with the Miami Dolphins who held them to 14 points. Um, and so, so being able to do things like that is going to be really important for, for the Eagles here. Um, I do think the Eagles are going to come out with this win. I think they are going to be able to do it, whether the storm a little bit, um, you know, get, go in with that extra motivation from the, from the Super Bowl. Uh, but I do think it's going to be a close game and I don't think it's going to be very high scoring. I've got the Eagles winning in a 24 to 20 final score. Um, aside from the Eagles, you know, around the NFL, there are some crazy things happening as we kind of talked about in the beginning, you know, teams that it makes sense, other teams where it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You know, there's some, it's, they're again upper echelon of teams, sort of in the mid, you know, around there. And then there's the wow, they're in the hunt and just bad teams. Um, the Bills lost to the Broncos. They now sit at five and five. Josh Allen is turning the ball over at an alarming rate. Um, and you know, not to to look ahead too much, but that is a game that the Eagles have following the Chiefs game. That's the next week, November 26th, four o'clock game at home against the Bills. That was supposed to be one of these, you know, juggernaut teams in this gauntlet stretch for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, I know the running joke on social media right now is, you know, Josh Allen threw three interceptions and he's going to, you know, throw for 405 touchdowns and no interceptions against the Eagles because that's how the cookie crumbles. But, you know, maybe not. Okay. Maybe the Eagles are still able to generate the turnovers there and, and he is not playing well at all. Um, you know, that, so that that's one. The New England Patriots are two and eight, two and eight, and benched Mac Jones for the final drive of the game, where they had a chance to go down and try to win the game. Instead, uh, Bailey Zappi threw a, a game clinching interception. I don't even know who they played, but they're two and eight. I love watching the downfall of the New England Patriots. It brings me so much joy. It really does. Um, Deshaun Watson done for the year for, uh, you know, having shoulder surgery on a broken bone. Um, yeah, I don't feel bad. Um, the Bengals are in last place in their division. They just lost to the Houston Texans. Um, they're also not playing well. Joe Burrow does not look like himself. Um, so, you know, very interesting there as well. Uh, the Jags, who were playing well, they were at six and two, got absolutely smoked by the 49ers, who are back on track after that three-game skid that they had. Um, CJ Stroud has officially made the jump from rookie of the year conversation to MVP conversation. 
And rightfully so. He is playing unbelievably, and that's an L on me. I, I stupidly, stupidly, because this always happens with Alabama quarterbacks. Um, and no, Jalen Hurts does not count because I do not consider him an Alabama quarterback. Um, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, it's it's happened countless times. I thought Bryce Young was going to be able to figure it out. Not so much. Um, but, you know, Alabama quarterbacks tend to come out and cannot hang in the NFL because of all the other all the other players that come out of Alabama do so much better but the quarterbacks for some reason just can't do it they can't hang and it's a real big struggle I don't know why I thought that Bryce Young was going to be able to figure it out and I thought that Anthony Richardson would you know I had he not had the injury I think he would have been able to figure it out a little bit better than Bryce Young but I didn't think CJ Stroud was going to be nearly what he is, especially in his first year. He has been tremendous, unbelievable, such an enormous asset to that team. Um, you know, credit to D'Amico Ryans and the and the defense that they have as well, and then what the offense is putting out there. They're doing an absolute bang-up job, and they're one of those teams that's sort of, you know, not dead in the playoff hunt 100%, and a surprise that they're there. Um, so, so honestly good for them. And, and CJ Stroud has been really fun to watch this, you know, and was totally wrong about that and, and happy to be wrong. That's awesome. Um, Raiders are on a two game win streak after a dumpster fire matchup against the jets. Um, I don't even know what the Raiders are, but you know, bless them for firing Josh McDaniels. Thank you to them for hiring him. So the Eagles didn't, um, yeah. Uh, Cowboys beat the pants off the Giants, which is shocking to absolutely no one. Um, you'd think the the Cowboys won the Super Bowl based on how they're acting, but um, the Giants are still starting a guy who lives at home with his parents. Um, and the Giants are a very, are very bad football team. Um, uh, another, you know, quarterback out there just absolutely doing his thing. Um, you know, Josh Dobbs, another, another win for the Vikings. The Vikings have really, you know, have started to write the ship after a really rough start that they've had. Um, but Josh Dobbs, you know, especially after he came out talking about the number of times that Jonathan Gannon lied to his face, which surprised nobody in the greater Philadelphia area because we knew he was a snake. Um, it just and the number of times he lied to his face about starting and then he's not the starter and then, oh, you're not going to get traded and then he gets traded. It's just such BS. And the players understand that this is a business as well. There's no need for the slimy, slithery, lying game. I, I, there's just not. But, you know, a man who needed directions to the home locker room was still able to go out there and get a win. So love, honestly, watching watching him play as well and, and be successful. Um, but I think it remains true that the best thing to come out of this week um, is the fact that uh, – Jason and Travis Kelsey rewrote and released uh, Fairy Tale in New York as Fairy Tale in Philadelphia, um, and it's tremendous. So the Philly Special Christmas album, uh, A Philly Special Christmas Part Two, is now releasing songs weekly. This week's is the rightfully so, as they're you know playing again on Monday, um, is the the song with uh, Travis and Jason Kelsey. All the proceeds from this album go to charity. I know some people are mad that he's not an Eagle and he's on there, but he's an honorary you know member of the Eagles family by by default. Anytime he's coming to watch the Eagles, he's in green. He's he's a big Birds fan aside from you know when they're playing the Chiefs. So um, you know honorary member of member of of you know, the Eagles family here. And it's 
a, a funny little song. It's really great. Um, me being an emotional mess since I had a baby, I, I'm not going to lie. I got a little emotional. It just brings, it brings family. It brings joy. It's about, you know, two brothers relationship withstanding the test of time. That's how they wrote the song. It's really sweet. Go check it out. Check out all the songs. Honestly, they're so much fun. And Jordan Mylotta is incredibly talented. Um, I don't know why he's playing football because my God, that man has the voice of an angel. Um, but we're going to wrap up for there, from there, for there, whatever. I've been talking to myself, my dog in the background, I guess, for the last 35 minutes. So I've, I've had enough. Um, but thank you for listening to me just talk uh, for episode 111 of Babes on Broad. Um, if you want Sam to come back, let her know, because if you don't want to listen to me by myself anymore, that's totally fine. I won't be offended. I miss talking to Sam, honestly. Um, but as always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation for, for hosting the show. Make sure you're following on all the socials, everything there, Babes on Broad, as well as Bleeding Green Nation as a whole. Make sure you're around on Monday after the game to check out our instant reaction show. I'll be on, as always, hosting with Shane and Rachelle. Um, not sure if anybody else is going to join us this week, but, you know, may, who... They might surprise us. Who knows? Um, we'll be back next week. I will at least be back. I might have another guest. I might have Sam back. Again, who the hell knows? Uh, to break down the after the game from the, the Chiefs, the upcoming matchup with the Buffalo Bills. We will try to get that episode out to you nice and early in the week because obviously Thanksgiving's coming up. Hopefully everybody's got some good plans on the docket. Um, but we will talk to you next week. Hopefully it'll be after a Birds win. Thank you again. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Go Birds!